0: You're listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, live on AM 980 and online at am980.ca. Got a question about plumbing, heating, or air conditioning? Call now, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, here's your hosts, Peter, Steve, and the godfather of plumbing, Dan Peterson.
1: Good morning. I'm uh, Peter Inch, uh, along with co-host Steve Gilbert, and of course the godfather of plumbing, Dan Peterson. Uh, we're glad you can join us on the Inch by Inch, the Ultimate Home Comfort Show. We uh, thank you for listening today, and today is the start of our one-hour show. Oh my goodness. We had so many <laughs> requests. People calling in, they wanted more. So starting today, we're going to be on from 9 to 10. It's amazing per- you can get in the door of the studio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so we're going to provide you some information that you you are listeners on your heating, air conditioning, and plumbing on how it works and some energy saving tips. So remember the phone lines are open. So call in locally at 519-643-2222 or one 354 8255 Or you can always send us an email when we're on the air or even when we're off the air at inch. By inch At serviceexperts.com, and one lucky caller today will win a free duct cleaning. So don't wait. Give us a call. Um, So one question we had, and I'm going to throw this out. We had a technician that went out and diagnosed a gas valve, but while he was there, he got it going to give the people some heat the other day, and then when we called back, the customer said, well, I got heat. I don't want you back anymore. Why do I really need the gas valve?
2: Hmm.
3: Well, the part's going to fail. So they but obviously they assume that the they've got a fix on now and everything's going to be all right. Uh but if the technician did just if the technician just did a temporary fix that um that gas valve's going to fail again on it, and then they're going to be without heat
4: once again. So it's it's that, yeah. you know. So yeah. go ahead, Dan. Sorry. Well, no one likes to see anyone without heat. So when our when our man goes in there, he's going to do whatever he can to to get that furnace going for you. Um, and then uh, if that uh, valve is sticking, chances are within uh, a few months or even less time, coldest day of the year, um, that valve could stick again, and then uh, you're back right back where you started.
1: Right, and that and that's what we tried to explain to this customer is, you know, the technician was able to allow to get the gas valve going, um, to get them temporary heat or what we call temporary heat, uh, but the challenge we have with that is that um, that valve could fail again, could stick again, could provide no heat at some point of the of later on down the road, and when that happens. It could be midnight, it could be 2 in the morning, it could be 3 in the afternoon. Nobody can tell when that part's going to stick
4: again. And then you're in a panic for heat, so uh, it's best to get it fixed once it first starts sticking.
1: Yeah. So we tried to quiet Steve there, but uh, I think now he can talk and we can hear him. (laughs) Am I on the air? Hey, that's great. I can hear myself. That's good.
3: So, we hear you, Steve. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's never been a problem. Okay, never... here we go. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to 2016. Yep. Our one-hour <laughs> one show, and we already got a glitch at the start. And it's all good. <laughs> everything's going just great all right. this morning. Yes. <laughs> now, Dan, when you, have, you brought in a special guest with you this I morning. I did.
4: I did. So the... Better do the, the proper introduction. Oh, um, the proper introduction is uh, my neighbor who uh, wanted to see a radio station and how everything works. Jamie Weisler is here, and uh, he came in with me this morning. He says he doesn't want to speak, so um, he just wants to observe. Now, what, What's Jamie's business? Jamie has Elgin Transmission in uh, St. Thomas. So, uh, so if anybody has yeah. out
1: there a transmission question
4: you know they could call in they and could Jamie call
1: in. Jamie could answer that that's right and then right. he'll
4: and then he'll have to take the mic <laughs> that's right and yes. we can relay the information for that customer yeah. it's true
1: so if you've got any questions <laughs> on heating air conditioning or today transmissions <laughs> you can give us a call at 519-643-2222 or 866 354 8255 now we had a little rain last night um we did a lot of the snow's gone but, you know, we really don't have to worry about sump pumps in the winter. Like, it's not something that's
4: very, be concerned with because everything's frozen. Well, that's what that's what some people think. But if people can recall, just about every January, we do have a thaw with snow on the ground, and that, if um, you're going to have sump pump is going to go, that's usually when it's going to go. So you should always check your sump pump, you should always make sure it's working, because if it's happens this time of year, um, there's going to be a lot more. It's not, it's not just the rain. That snow that is melting is going down into the groundwater too. So we're getting a lot more water a lot of times than normal.
1: Now, we're noticing groundwater, we had a customer call that had a backflow that we installed, thought it failed, mm-hmm. but it really didn't fail. It was the water coming through the window wells. Uh, because yes. the ground had frozen and the water yes. was flowing in and
4: going in the window well yes. into
1: the basement, and they just assumed that it had <laughs> come in through the sewer
4: line. Yeah. Are, but, are not
1: those window wells? Do they not have a drainage tile in
3: there? A lot are? of
4: them have a drainage tile that goes right down to the weeping tile around the house, oh, so that right. when the window well gets water, it goes right down to the weeping tile, yeah. goes around the house to wherever the sump pump hole is, and then it's pumped out. Right. But... Some window wells went in without that drain in, so if that happens, it could come in through that window well. But if you do have window wells and your sump pump isn't working, then you're going to have a big problem because you got a lot more water going in your, you know, around your house and right. into your sump hole than normal. And can- that,
3: that, that reminds me of a story of a <laughs> of a certain person who put an ice rink in this backyard, and the water wasn't the the ground wasn't really sloped away properly, and Where did that end up, Peter? Jen, can we cut
1: his mic? (laughs) Yeah, no, that was true. I thought I'd release my ice rink, which was 60 by 100 feet, six inches deep. It was a nice rink. It was a beautiful rink. And I thought I'd release it slowly. And unfortunately, as it was releasing the water, got the ground soft, and then the whole board snapped. And then I had all that flowing in my window into my basement. Basement. Yeah, that was an interesting time. (laughs) I
4: I had a similar instance with an ice rink that let go, that went across my laneway and then froze. Nice. And we could have skated on my laneway the next morning. (laughs) You just
3: moved the ice rink
1: from (laughs) there. Yeah, yeah. So now, can uh, drains in those um, window wells, can they get
4: plugged with leaves? They and... certainly can. So th- it's important to keep your window it's, wells clean? Always and... check them. Always check them. Make sure that there is a grate on top of it, that you just don't have a 4-inch pipe or a 3-inch pipe sticking up out of the ground in there. Always make sure there's something on top of it because you don't want those leaves going down that drain. So what happens
3: if the groundwater, Dan, is up in your in your house weeper is full? That water's not going to drain away effectively, is it?
4: No, it won't drain away so effectively. If, if, right. So so you want to make sure that that is draining away. It doesn't hurt to stick, like in the springtime, in the summertime, Right. stick the hose down them. Make sure everything's running away fine down there.
3: And what about the people that still have their troughs going into their weepers?
4: They should take those out because why put more pressure on your sump pump than what you've already got on right. it? taking the water away from your house around the foundation. And sometimes if you got cracks up under the floor, relieving that. But when you start putting your troughs down there and you can know how much water comes off yes. your roof. Yeah. Now you've got rain on top of that. This time of year, you've got snow on top of that. Um, you could be overloading that sump pump and you might get a premature failure because of that. Okay. So um, we're going to talk when we come back from the break. We're going
1: to talk a little bit about backup sump pumps, okay. the different types and why they should really have one. But yeah. the phone lines are open for your heating, air conditioning, plumbing, or today only transmission questions. <laughs> you can give us a call at 519-643-2222 or one 354 8255
0: You're listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, live on AM 980 and online at am980.ca. Got a question about plumbing, heating, or air conditioning? Call now, 519-643-2222, or 1-866-354-8255. Now, once again, your hosts, Peter, Steve, and the godfather of plumbing, Dan Peterson.
1: The godfather of plumbing. I'll I'll never get old. I should have asked you, we, you know, you're not the godfather of sports, I don't have Pete James here, but uh, how was the hockey game, uh, how did they do last night?
4: Hockey game was great uh, last night, uh, they ended up pulling uh, ahead of Saginaw 7-1, to and they had nothing-nothing uh, after the first period, scored uh, four in the second, I think it was four, three or four in the second, and then... Uh, Kept it going to them in the third period, and they looked pretty good last night. Goalie, our our goaltending was okay? Our goaltending was okay Okay. last night. Don't forget Forget. your free Harvey's burger today. Well, if they scored six goals last night, yeah, save your ticket and go into Harvey's and get a free hamburger. I I know where I'm eating tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I noticed you guys didn't invite me for lunch.
3: Oh, I've I've got
1: my ticket in my pocket. If you want it, Peter, you can join Dan. So just before break there, we're talking about sump pumps backup sump pumps you know a lot of people say well why do I need one I got one pump you know what's the problem or why should I have a second pump
4: well you should have the second pump because of the amount of water that that original pump or your main pump pumps if you're not home or the hydro goes out and that pump goes sometimes you don't have time to get someone there to change that pump or you may not notice right away So you should really consider putting in a backup sump pump. The damage that water can do is phenomenal. And there are different types that you can get. And you have to decide what will fit your needs. Um, There are what I call water jet backups. And there's a few different ones on the market. Some some that I would suggest over others because some will pump more water than others. So you should always check when you're getting one what what gallonage that will pump. Or the number of liters. Um, there's another one out there, the battery backup pump. The the thing against the battery backup pump is you always have to make sure that battery's charged. They have it; it has a charger on them. But you should always check them, just like you do your regular pump. The water backup it uses water from your water service, and it will create a vacuum to pump that water out. The drawback to those are that you're paying for that water. So you should still always make sure that you check uh, your sump pump. And if you think you're going to, if you're out in the country on a well, the hydro goes out, that water backup won't work because your pump will go down too. So in that case, you want a battery backup. Now, we were at a,
1: a meeting of the St. Thomas executive uh, mm-hmm. this week and right. they were talking uh, the insurance uh, company was talking about the biggest claims they're having now are water damage claims
4: water right? damage yes.
1: you know and yeah. that there is savings now if you uh, with your insurance if you put in a um, backwater or sorry not a back back yeah. flow check valve that's
4: right uh, a backwater a, valve
1: backwater valve as well as uh, a sump pumps in that's right and a ba- and a backup sump pump uh, That's right. They were recommending yes. to help with your insurance.
4: They uh, they were offering um, different discounts for different things that you did to help alleviate that water problem that you may have in your home. So if you think uh, you can get something, some sort of a rebate back, call your agent, find out what kind of um, thing they have for uh, getting a discount on your insurance, and. Um, Regardless, it's it's great insurance to have those things because you don't want that water damage in your home. It's 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 just terrible to have that happen. Yeah, it is
1: for sure.
3: Well, and you know if you ever get a claim, and then that even puts you on a worse list. Well,
4: and I have heard people uh, getting dropped by the insurance company after you know so At, many after claims. The claims. Yeah. yeah. So, well, we would
1: would highly recommend we do the water jacket or water jet backup. Sump pump is our first choice. Yes. Uh, If it's in the country, a battery-type backup. Uh, We use Liberty is the brand of pumps that we use, and we have a lot of faith in those, that they work very well. Um,
4: Liberty, we haven't had um, no failures with the Liberty uh, water jet backups. Yeah. They do a fantastic job. They pump more gallons than um, some of the other makes that are out on the market. I know different companies are coming up with things better, but... When you have something that works well, gives good performance, you hate to change. Yeah. So thank you for that, Dan.
1: I want to talk a little bit. We had the AM 980 newsroom give us a call this week to talk about uh, keeping your vents clear because we had some blowing snow there and right and stuff, and the importance of keeping all your vents clear. So maybe Steve, you can address a little bit about what are all the vents and what they should do. Nowadays, uh,
3: most furnaces, I would say, we've all switched over to high efficiency these days. So not too many people will have a furnace that vents up a chimney. So it'll be vented through the side of the house. And there are usually one, there's always one vent, but sometimes there's two. Um, Nowadays, we're all putting in furnaces with two vents, but those are the, uh, that's the, the exhaust and the intake port for the furnace. So if if your if the snow accumulates on those whatsoever and they can't breathe, your furnace isn't going to turn on. Uh, so if you get up in the morning and and there's no heat, first thing if you call into us, first thing we're going to probably tell you to do is go outside and have a have a look at your vents just to see if 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 they've if they're snow covered. And same thing if you have that helpful neighbor that's that's going to plow out your lane, just yeah. make sure he's not taking the snowblower and and covering those up because you won't have any heat. Yeah,
1: yeah and. and- um, gas meters. A lot of people forget, you know, your, the neighbor's blowing the driveway and he's blowing the snow right on top of the gas yeah, meter. Yeah, they don't like that. Uh, yeah. It's got a vent on there yes. that if there was a failure, that vent will allow the natural that's gas right. to escape. Yes. And if that's plugged with snow, that's not a good thing.
3: Yeah, and, and any anything on the side of your house that exhausts, you don't want to cover up. Yeah. You know, if you've got a natural gas dryer and you plug up the vent, that's not a good thing. Yeah. So anything that's venting out of the side of the house, Dryers, water heaters, furnaces, your HRV, your ventilation system—those,
1: all those vents have to remain clear. Yeah. So if you're, you know, you're out shoveling the sidewalks, shovel the vents, shovel around the gas meter, your dryer vent, all of yep. those, just keep them clear. clear. Don't allow them to get plugged up. Thanks. You're welcome. So again, the phone numbers uh, for anybody who'd like to call in—you can. We can talk about heating, air conditioning, plumbing, car transmissions. <laughs> Jen's going to Brazil, so if you got questions on Brazil, you can ask her those at uh, 519-643-2222 or one 354 um, We've been getting a lot of people calling in asking about humidifiers. Um, you know, they're waking up with a dry dry throat, you know, runny noses, hardwoods cracking, there's one humidifier that fits all, right? You just just walk in there's only one <laughs> sure that's sure that'd be great, wouldn't it? yeah, that'd make our life easier. it
3: would uh so depending on the severity or depending on the size of the house so the the volume of air in your house, all those things we take into consideration when we're recommending humidifiers um there are certainly different types of humidifiers on the market, uh the drum humidifier, which we don't really recommend anymore, there's something called. Uh, bypass and there's also uh, steam, so all those all those types of humidifiers are available. But we really need to go out to the house to ha- to assess it properly in order to recommend what we're going to put in.
1: Okay, thanks, Steve. We're going to head to the phones, and we have Frank on the line. Hi, Frank. Go ahead with your question.
2: Oh, Hi, um, I have a question. Uh, we had a on um, New Year's Day a bit of a surprise. Uh, when we're having a dinner, the um, line to the um, dishwasher just split. Mm-hmm. And we had water everywhere. Is there any way of being able to determine, um, you know, what kind of shape that's in and uh, what you can do uh, as prevention?
4: Well, that's, that's a pretty tough one, Frank. Um, there are different connections out there. Um, sometimes you have a solid copper line that will go from your water line, which is usually underneath your kitchen sink, and there's usually a shut-off valve there that will go to your dishwasher. You have very few problems with those, and now we use a braided stainless steel line. That's what we had. And it it just let go.
2: Yeah, it just split right where the, the, just before the connection.
4: Okay. Um, Really, there's not a way of telling when that's going to go. The only thing you can see is if you check it once in a while, and you see where that stainless steel's starting to fray away, or something like that. Hopefully, that it didn't have a plastic um, connection on it. No, it was just braided stainless.
2: Yeah, it's that. It's like looks like a, a mesh.
4: Yeah, 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 and that's the most common. And actually, those are the those are probably the uh, most uh, sturdy uh, of most of those connections.
2: Yeah, it's been about maybe eight years since we uh, had the dishwasher installed.
4: Yeah. Now, there is pressure on that at all times, um, like you said, and when it let go, you wouldn't know. But there's not a real foolproof way of determining whether that's going to go or not.
2: Mm-hmm. So maybe if you're going under kitchen, would you suggest that you I definitely off?
4: would suggest that you shut it off. You yeah, should shut it off your dishwasher. You should shut it off to... Um, your your washing machine, because that's the same thing. You have hoses and people have a tendency to leave them on. Okay. Actually, that washing machine hoses are the number one cause of floods in basements um, mm-hmm. because okay, of that.
2: So okay. So those would be the two primary concerns. That's right. That's okay. right. Okay. Thank you. All righty.
1: Thanks, Frank, for calling in. Okay. And again, uh, we're going to take a break here, but if you have any questions, give us a call at 519-643-2222.
0: You're listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, live on AM980 and online at am980.ca. Got a question about plumbing, heating, or air conditioning? Call now, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, once again, your hosts, Peter, Steve, and the godfather of plumbing, Dan Peterson.
1: I, I love that godfather of plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> I, did. I smile every time they say that, Dan. Yep. Um, so does Dan yeah. <laughs> now, now of course this time of year is what I call voting time. Oh here so, we go So this is when they all the surveys come out for the best of uh-huh. the so best of. you know they have right now the voting for the best of London which is at ww.ifpress.com best of London and you can vote for heating air conditioning, plumbing oh, but we really need a lot of help. with the best radio personalities, Yes. (laughs) So if you can log on there, give us a vote for any of our heating, air conditioning, plumbing, or radio personalities, we'd really appreciate that. And a new one that's come out is, of course, the London Community News Reader's Choice Award, which is readerschoice.londoncommunitynews.com. And on that, you can vote for us under heating, plumbing, water treatment, and the best service in London. So any of those, if you've dealt with us, feel we're deserving, we'd really appreciate your vote. Uh, We're trying to, to move ourselves up. Become four-time winner of those, uh, yes, those events. So that would be really nice. The but, radio yeah.
3: personality is going to be a stretch, Peter.
1: Yeah, that one. That if we won that, I would, I would celebrate.
4: <laughs> Shouldn't even have to have a vote on oh, that. Exactly. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, the three of us could decide that that's okay. It'll just be a done that's deal. Right. Yeah, that's okay. right. All right. Well, secret we'll, ballot. We'll, we'll go to Larry on the phone there. And maybe he can let us know if we're going to win that uh pers- radio personality. Hey, Larry, go ahead with your question.
5: Uh, Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. What I'm curious about, I have a Regency freestanding uh, gas stove, okay? Can you open the door on the thing to clean the glass with actually not shutting the
3: pilot light off? Uh, It's not something I would recommend, Larry, Um, just... Uh, f- for It's a safety concern, so if you were going to open the glass to clean it, I would certainly shut that pilot off.
5: You can technically run the stove with the door open on it. I mean, that's not really sealing, you know, it, can't you or no? No, no, no,
1: no, 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 no you can't. They, okay. Normally, they will put a switch on that door so right. that when you open the door, the switch will open and kill the pilot so that that unit can't run. Not that,
5: really, because I was just told by the people where I bought this thing, I mean, a year ago, like, I leave the pilot light running all summer to keep the moisture out of it, basically, but, no, they said you can open it, just open it enough to, you know, so you can get a, you know, clean the thing, and, uh, but, you know, you don't want it warm, obviously, it could crack the glass, but, I, you know, I was just kind of curious about that, because I, (laughs) they told me you could open it just enough to clean it, I mean, you don't leave it open for very long obviously but
1: <laughs> yeah we would recommend we we believe on leaving the pilot on all the time in the summer yeah because right it yeah. just keeps it warm keeps yeah. the moisture out of it but we recommend to turn the pilot off when you clean that glass yeah. and
3: once you once you open up that fire once you open up that glass and, and break the seal you really that pilot need to, the flame needs to be off yeah
5: yeah, okay, that's all I was just kind of curious because they just said, no, you don't need to shut it off. Well, it's, you know, easy to light, I guess, but I was just kind of curious about that if there was any, you know, like a barbecue, you can open them and, you yes, know, it's, yeah.
3: right? But, but except, except the barbecue's outside the house, not In fact, inside the yes. house.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and what what I find is, you're absolutely right, it's not hard to relight, yep. but if we don't use those components, when you really need them one time, they won't work.
5: Yeah, true. I suppose yes, you're right. But that's why I'm keeping it running, and not, i mean, you know, I just to keep the moisture out. I know that's a good idea. But I was just kind of curious about that. I appreciate your time, then. Okay, oh, thank you, Larry. Thanks. Larry. Yep, thanks. Bye, bye.
1: So both Larry and Frank have entered in and a chance to win a free duck cleaning. Nice. So don't yep. uh, you know? Give us a call six four three, twenty two twenty two, or one eight six six. Three five four eight two five five. Jamie had a question here about uh, humidification that he was talking to us about in the break, and we thought it would be a good one to oh, well, mention just... on the radio. Okay, one sec.
3: All right, thanks for the opportunity. Um, just there was a
0: recent report on TV that I saw about uh, bacteria and mold uh, being uh, part of a problem with a, a humidifier. Uh, how do you go about taking care of those problems
1: with your humidifiers? Yeah, and that that is a, a good question because we get this all the time with the indoor air quality in the home. But... Yes, so the and actually the
3: the Legionella virus has been traced back to uh, evaporator coils of your air conditioner and humidifier pads as well. So that pad, whether you're dealing with a with a uh, drum style humidifier or you're dealing with one of the newer bypass humidifiers that we recommend, it's it should be changed on an annual basis. So you need to On a drum humidifier, not only do you have to take that pad and and replace it once a year, but you need to clean that tray out. Uh, In in doing so, you're going to lessen the effect of that. But that's why we've moved from drum styles to bypass humidifiers. We don't have a standing tray of water anymore because all that is is just a breeding ground for bacteria, as you're reading about, because mold grows in dark, damp places. So with the new bypass humidifiers, there's, no, there's never any standing water sitting in that tray because it's just a pad that the water drips down through. So when you need moisture in your furnace is heating, uh, that water valve will open up and put water through that pad, and then we try to evaporate it with the heat. And when that furnace shuts off, then that valve closes and the water shuts off. So there's never any standing water in these new humidifiers to lessen the effect of that bacteria growth and then all you have to do once a year, you replace that pad, and then that should negate those
1: things from happening. And then we've, you know, unfortunately, they show on TV uh, um, a cleaning chemical the CLR, that they, yes. they put the the um, water panel into, and it cleans it. The problem with that is it cleans the clay off of that panel, and then there is nothing to absorb the water. So people, we really recommend replace it once a year versus trying to clean it. So whether it's a drum type and you're putting in a, a sponge pad or it's the flow-through type, which will be a harder honeycomb-shaped uh, pad, both of those should be replaced at the start of the year or the end of the year so that you're ready the next season and you have a fresh, clean pad in there. And sometimes if you don't, I have a different humidifier in. it has a very soft Flow through pad. I have to replace it twice a year. Twice a year. Yeah. I noticed this morning that my house felt dry. That's telling me that pad's full of g- garbage and it's now not absorbing enough water to get transferred into the home. I need to go down and replace that pad. So yeah. they're normally uh, April Air, um, April Air 400 is the model number, but they need to the be water. Replaced. The water
3: saver, the soft yeah. pad, yes. So yes. yeah, twice a year for those and once a year for the harder pads. But it's a kind of interesting. We we did a little experiment taking one of those uh, pads and then cleaning it with CLR and then running it through, and, and the water use was quadrupled. So the water just
1: didn't stop. It just ran right through the right pad. straight through. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Well, it was kind of neat. Yeah, so mm-hmm. definitely be careful with that. Um, one thing dealing with water that seems to be coming a lot is we're getting water heaters that are leaking. Mm-hmm. You know, when age-wise should we really be concerned
4: about a water heater letting go and leaking into the basement? Well, most times your water heater is probably guaranteed anywhere from five years to to eight years on the, from leaks of the tank. So I would say a safe bet would be 10 years, you better think about changing your water heater because... As uh, water heater manufacturers go, they've gotten very good at determining the thickness of the metal in the tank to cover their warranties. So at one time, they'd be a, a five-year warranty. You'd not be nothing to get 10 years out of them. But now they've, they've uh, come along where I think they've done a bit of research, and they, they've come up with a better warranty on their tank, but the tanks are also not lasting quite as long. Um, This time of year also is if you have an older tank this time of year, make sure you take a good look at it because we seem to have more water heater failures in the winter. And I think it's because the water temperature coming into your home is a little bit lower. And I think it's a bit more of a shock to the tank. So on the older tanks. If they were getting in a week in a certain area, then there are more tent, uh, chances of them letting go now okay. than in the summertime.
1: All right.
3: And also your, your tank doesn't have to leak from one spot. Um, they can leak from the bottom or uh, there, are, there there's my tank went from the top from where the, the water feed went into the tank. It corroded and corroded and corroded and it finally let go. Like there's a little drop of water one day and the next day it just, there was
4: water everywhere. Well, well that's just the thing too. Once you get uh, one hole in that tank, it may seal over for a little while. But the next time that that lets go, it's going to be a bigger hole. Also, some uh, gas water heaters, the older gas water heaters, conventional vent ones that go up the chimney, the center tube um, where the fumes go up and out gets weaker in there first. And quite often, you'll find a hole from there. From there. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break here. But uh, give us a call at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255.
0: You're listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, live on AM980 and online at am980.ca. Got a question about plumbing, heating, or air conditioning? Call now, 519-643-2222, or 1-866-354-8255. Now, once again, your hosts, Peter and Steve.
1: Welcome back, and we're going to head right to the phones where we have Richard on the phone. Go ahead, Richard, with your question.
6: Uh, first, a comment if I may. It's, it's, it's a sad statement in today's world if um, somebody's working on their warranty to make sure that the product has a six-year warranty and it rots out after seven years to force <laughs> us to pay another another nine hundred and forty-five dollars for a nice water heater with the old <laughs> power vent on it. Uh, that's a thousand bucks every seven years. That sucks. Yeah. Um, moving that's... along from that. Um, I presently, uh, of course, run a gas furnace and equally, uh, I run a small gas fireplace in my basement to have, um, what I consider, um, equal climate throughout my home. Uh, I, but I do not run a dehumidifier and, um, I used to have a dehumidifier or a humidifier part, part of me, pardon me, um, on my furnace. Are there alternatives to, um, uh, humidifying the home such as just setting, um, Pockets of water close to the furnace or, uh, uh, you know, uh, what other alternatives are there besides hooking up something that runs off electricity um, to humidify my home, if I might uh, put it that way?
1: Yeah, there is. I mean, the old ways when we had radiators in a home, we used to put um, trays of water on top of the radiator and allow the heat to heat that water up and evaporate it into the home. Um, so that is an option. The problem with that is you can't control how much goes in. And so sometimes you're getting too much and you get sweating on the windows. Sometimes you don't get enough and it's very hard to control it.
6: But so is the sweating on the windows, is, is that a, a sign of too much humidity then across the board in a home?
1: Correct. You should have a little bit in the bottom corners of a window. Yep. But if the whole window is dripping with water... Um, it's too much. So I'll use an example. If I'm cooking for Christmas or Thanksgiving and I got potatoes boiling and that normally my windows are just sweating because I got too much humidity in the home that dissipates, you know, by the time dinner's over and it's all gone. But if you're seeing that all the time, that's telling you, you've got too much. So
6: the alternative tell for me then is if my windows are bone dry all the time that I'm really under humidifying my home in terms of my, um, overwatering my plants, leaving a bucket of water sitting around down by the furnace, hopefully uh, getting it to suck some of the moisture into the into the home itself.
1: Yeah, and I mean, a hydrometer, we recommend, you know, to put in a home. You should be between 35 and 45%. Yeah.
6: And okay, you now, are there other uh, um, health things that would strike me right away if I'm maybe too under-humidified? Uh,
3: well, certainly you would uh, just uh, bloody noses, chapskin, uh, just dryness of throat, scratchy throat, um, and, and then it can affect things in your home, like your um, like your hardwood floors, your kitchen cabinets. All those things uh, really want uh, to maintain the same level of moisture. Not not right. seeing these big peaks and valleys.
1: Perfect. All right. Well, thanks very much for your um, right. time this morning. Thank you. Thanks, Richard. Appreciate that. And you know, you, you know, I know when my house is dry because when I go to pet the dog. It runs because it's getting shocked, you know. It's like a a light show at night, (laughs) Yeah, static electricity, and it's running Mm -hmm. away from me instead of wanting to come. So (laughs) there is lots of things. And we always kid, we say, you know, your hardwood floor, your trim, that wood doesn't know it's not a tree. That's right. It's always looking for water. It's thinking it's a tree, and it wants to absorb water, and, and it didn't realize that somebody cut it down and made it into a floor. Right, yeah. So they always are looking for humidity and so forth in the... Yeah in the home. Yeah, and
3: really it's it's less stressful on your wood if you just uh, keep it try to keep it at a constant all the time.
1: Now Richard mentioned there about you know the water heater six yeah. years and the tank goes. <laughs> so we do have an option for him for that that he could go with our rental water heater program and then yes. it's not his problem. That's right. So he can rent uh, whether it's a standard Going up your chimney, water heater, or a power venter, yep. a direct vent, or even a tankless. Tankless, yes. yes. We can; uh, those can be rented from us, and then the service and maintenance of of that becomes our problem, not the homeowner's
4: problem. And um, we also have electric rentals. Um, right. also. yes, we do. So uh, we can come in and see what you need, and we can give you a, an option for any situation that
3: you may have. And there's a brand new product out there which we're finding out through London Hydro is the new hybrid heat pump water heaters, which are electric. So they are uh, there's a heat pump technology involved in trying to make them more efficient. So they're not running. Uh, I think I think when they're running on one element, it's anywhere from forty five hundred to eight thousand watts. Where with these uh, hybrids with the heat pump on them, they're only consuming five hundred watts. So there's quite a savings to them.
1: And that's yeah. Hydro One has a program that's on correct. that to replace them and and get some rebate money back. That's right, yeah. yeah. So if you're interested in that, give Steve a call. He's the expert yeah. on that at our place, uh, and he definitely can can fill you in. Um, we've been talking a little bit about, you know, water, whether it's humidity, whether it's water coming in, whether it's water heaters leaking, um. I'm going to switch it to the and you know Jamie's here he's got a Nest Steve's here he's got a Nest thermostat <laughs> I got a Nest thermostat Dan what do you have
3: in your
4: I home? do not have a Nest you thermostat You don't have a Nest are no, you kidding me No I do not But you
3: you but you're carrying a really nice phone these days <laughs> Okay so wouldn't it just be better for you to have some control over your house by having a wireless service that now, whether that's using the EcoBee or the Nest that we recommend, mm-hmm. I think you know you, you should really give it some serious consideration. Then you could join the leaf thing that Peter and I are saving
4: trees. Yes, I, I realize that you save forests and parks, um, <laughs> but I feel that I probably do too. No, I uh, that, my furnace is not that old, and when uh, I know when I got that, Steve, you you put it in for me or or uh, sold it to me. And the thermostat that I have is, I'm used to it.
1: So so the question <laughs> is, is what oh, is a the question. best thermostat to use? Oh, okay. okay. All right. So okay. I'm going to let Steve talk about it, <laughs> about what is the best thermostat.
3: What is the best thermostat? Well, certainly if you've got a mercury on your wall, it needs to come off. So if you've got one of those old... Honeywell Rounds or the White Roger Squares, um, there's mercury in there and it needs to come off and it needs to be disposed of properly. Properly. And we are a licensed station for collecting mercury thermostats to make sure that they don't end up, you don't want them in landfill, you don't want them bleeding into a lake. So uh, it's important that that thermostat come off the wall and you'll be surprised just how much more comfortable your home will be if you put in a proper thermostat these days. Those old mercuries, your house would, if you had it set at... 70 degrees Fahrenheit, your house would be anywhere between 66 and 74 at any given time because it it takes a while for that furnace to react to come on and then it always overshoots the mark. So yeah. with these new digital technology we have these days, if you want it 70 degrees, it'll be 70 degrees all the yeah. time, as you will find, Dan, because your home would be that yeah. way now. When
4: it um, shuts off, it shuts off, period. Right. Um, it's not continually heating after, actually, it shuts off. Right. Yeah. So uh,
3: I guess... What we recommend, obviously, is we recommend newer technology. You need technology that will match the product which is going into your home. So, for instance, uh, there are certain Lennox furnaces that want their i iComfort thermostat. So if that's what's going in, then that's what we put in. Um, if we're dealing with uh, Wi-Fi thermostats, we typically install Ecobee and Net, uh, Nest, I'm sorry, and that's what we use. Um, but it's it's a... There are many, many different thermostats on the marketplace today, so it really needs to be what the furnace wants and what the furnace is capable of speaking to. Mm-hmm. yeah, the
1: furnace and the homeowner That's I mean, correct it, Yes, it, you know I want it simple or I want it on my phone or so yeah. there isn't one thermostat that's the best in the world. that's correct. It depends on what what everybody needs at that yeah. point. We also should mention if you were f- tuning in and open to hear Medpoint half hour health, they are going to be on after us and we want to thank Medpoint and Alex and Ron for uh, allowing us to move into this uh, half an hour, and they've moved to the 10 to 10.30. Right. We appreciate that very much so that we're allowed to get some information out, but you're still going to get that great information from the MedPoint half-hour health coming up next, and uh, you should really enjoy that. And, Jamie, we really appreciate you. Coming in today, your question and seeing how professional the Godfather is, <laughs> Steve and myself, and it was an enjoyment to have you here in the studio with well,
6: us. Well, thanks a lot for the opportunity. This was pretty neat. Thanks. Okay.
1: So when we're not on the radio, you can reach us by calling in in London or St. Thomas at 519-681-2450 or in Sarnia by calling in at 519-786-2373. Or you can always get us at one eight six six experts or online at royinch.com. You can listen to a podcast of this show or any of our shows by hitting the royinch.com and hitting the inch-by-inch inch button on the homepage. And as we say at the shop, life is hard by the yard, by the inch, life's a cinch. We'll see you next week.